Hey, gorgeous, a quick message from me, Denise DT, before we get on with today's episode of Chill and Prosper. I want to remind you that intake for the Sacred Money Archetypes business course is just about to close. And if you've been enjoying my recent episodes about your money personality and what it means for your business, then this course is your next step. Come and work with me and learn how to grow every part of your business based on your particular money personality. It's a very practical business and money mindset course that's tailored to your specific personality. And that's going to help you make considerable breakthroughs to more abundance and flow. You'll get six weeks of live business coaching where I'll show you how to leverage your strengths and work on your business model, your marketing, what kind of passive income you should do, how to grow your team using the archetypes and so much more. You don't have to change who you are to be successful, but you do need to stop your self-sabotage, not try and do your business like everyone else and learn to profit from your natural gifts. We have had over 2,000 people go through this program and I'm so proud of it. So come and join us for personalized strategies to grow your business and make more money on your terms. Head over to denisedt.com SMA, SMA for more details and to come and join us. I can't wait. And now please enjoy today's episode of Chill and Prosper. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hello there, gorgeous. It's Denise here, of course, from Chill and Prosper. If you haven't heard from the jingle. Uh, welcome to another episode. And uh, this is our like SMA Apalooza at the moment. Uh, it's SMA for May where we're talking about sacred money archetypes. And today I want to talk about hiring and growing a team, which is such a big pain point. We always get so many questions about this. Whenever I ask, what do you want me to cover on this podcast? What are your questions for me? It always, um, we, we get so many things about hiring. How to hire your first assistant? Who to hire first? Who should I have on my team? Who's on your team, Denise? And the reason why it's not so easy to answer is because it totally depends on your personality. There is no one size fits all when it comes to hiring. And I've made so many hiring mistakes that I realized were because of my archetypes only after I found out about my archetypes. And I still have challenges around hiring because I understand my archetypes. But on the flip side of that, it's much easier to hire now when I know what's missing on my team, what the gaps are of my team. So that's why we're going to be talking about hiring using money archetypes. And I love personality tests. I love, you know, any kind of psychometric kind of tests. And of course, they're often used for hiring, you know, and some people um, don't like it because it can, some of those tests can be absolutely discriminatory. So there's just a little disclaimer at the front here of saying, you know, this is about finding patterns in behavior and also finding qualities that you need in your business. This isn't about discriminating people. Um, and so use this, you know, with disclaimers around making sure you hire using your country and state's local laws that I do not know about. And I'm not, you know, a lawyer, or blah, 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 you know, that big disclaimer. But I think it's going to give you some juicy nuggets about hiring and where you might have struggled to hire 
That's where we're going to start with part one, where you might have really struggled to hire in the past, where you might be sabotaging it. And then part two, we'll talk about um, who you might need in your business. Because let's face it, you know, especially at the moment, we are all looking at the dollars in our business. I know a lot of people are cutting costs right now in their business, stressed about the global economy, stressed about their local and country economies, stressed about money. And that doesn't mean that you have to do everything yourself in your business. It just means that you have to be smarter about who you hire to make sure that every dollar counts and that you're not making some of these costly mistakes that you might have made in the past or that you're afraid to make. Okay, so hiring and growing a team and expanding your team is such a great way to grow your business. We all know this, right? We all know this. And there is no perfect way to do it. So you can just not worry about that. But it's also one of those things that I used to hear at conferences or through my business coach, they go, you need to hire a team, right? But you go, but who do I hire first? Who do I hire first? And we don't always know, right? So as I said, that's going to be part two, but let's talk about why you could be sabotaging hiring a team. And I know that you understand the logic of getting help. You've heard it before. It makes sense, all of those things, but we all sabotage it in our own unique way. And for me, I was like, I'm just going to do it all myself. Watch me. I can do it all myself. And that is because I am a ruler and a maverick. Rulers are often those people who are just like, I'll just do it all myself. It's quicker to do it myself. No one can do it as good as me. And my maverick side is just like, nah, screw that traditional business advice. I'm going to do it my own way. The other thing that I would make mistakes on is that I would hire mini me's. And so I would write a job description that sounded really fun and exciting to me. I would get applications go, oh, that person's so interesting. Look at all the interesting things they've done in their life. They sound fascinating. And I would interview them and we'd get on like a house on fire. Um, And then I would hire them and I'd be like, great. So in our onboarding session, I'll tell you all about the business, how my business works. And we'd spend like four hours together. And then they'd send me a message and go, oh, Denise, you motivated me so much. I I like, thank you for the opportunity. But I decided I really just want to start my own business. And so thanks for the opportunity, but I'm not going to work for you. And I'd be like, what? And this happened again and again, right? And it's because I was hiring people like me, rulers and mavericks who are very impulsive, who want to work for themselves, who aren't necessarily the best employees, um, and who get very ignited very quickly and take action very quickly, right? Then I realized even as I hired people, I was too impatient to explain what I wanted. I was unrealistic about deadlines. I wanted them to work as fast and as hard as I did, but without having the patience to explain everything to them. Um, I didn't like giving feedback. I didn't want to talk to people because I'm an introvert. That's another whole aspect to it. Or I hired people because other people told me it was important, not realizing that they were giving me advice based on their archetype and what they needed to do. So I kept on trying, but I I got to a million dollars with me and a part-time assistant. And even now at um, five million, we have a very small team. You know, we have uh, about six people, not everyone's full-time. And so just adding more people doesn't then spit out money because it totally depends on your personality. Personally, I hate managing people. I don't need a lot of people around me. I have always been a bit of a lone wolf. 
I don't want accountability from other people. There's a lot of things, right? But that's my archetype. Um, You have to look at your combination of archetypes and see what challenges would come up for you. And I can only just give you a very quick Cliff's Notes version of this, okay? As I said, you have to go do the quiz, find out what your archetype is, but also you get an email that tells you your second and third highest archetypes. And if you haven't received this email, look for it in spam. Otherwise, you can reach out to my team and they can help you um, and see that breakdown because you might have multiple hiring challenges that come from your different archetypes. Really fun, right? And don't be don't be afraid. Like once you learn it, you can find ways to overcome it for sure. And I cover hiring extensively in my Sacred Money Archetypes for Business course where I talk about you know, the very specific sabotages for each archetype, but also what roles you should be looking for to complement your skill set. Okay, so let's just really quickly gloss over the archetypes. So accumulators are really worried about spending money and they often resist hiring people because they're like, oh my God, that's going to add payroll. That's going to add an expense to my business. Will it pay off? And so often accumulators do a lot of things themselves to save money. And this can really stop you from expanding your business because sometimes you're trying to save a few bucks on a few things that can be done so much quicker or easier, not even by a person, but sometimes by automation or a software or a subscription. And you spend all the time trying to save those pennies when you're really missing the forest for the trees where you could expand and serve a lot more people. But there's always that fear of, oh, what if I, you know, what if I don't have the money to pay them? So that can be very stressful. Um, for accumulators. But what about other archetypes? So I find alchemists, who are the creative archetypes, they can really struggle to hire because they're very changeable personalities. And if you're an alchemist, you're a different person day to day. And sometimes your business is very different day to day. And so hiring someone can feel like, well, I don't know what I'll be doing in a couple of weeks time. Or you hire people because you get very enthusiastic about an idea and then you don't want to do it anymore. And then you're like, oh, I'm stuck with this person now. What am I going to do? Um, and so you want that freedom. You might have hired people and given them very vague instructions. You might have been a bit of a horrible boss. Ah, sorry. But I have worked for some alchemists and I, sometimes it's like, well, what do you want me to do? And they go, oh, I don't know. Just, I don't know, read my mind. Um, and so if you are an alchemist, you could be very reluctant to hire people just because you just, you just don't know you know, and you've got too many ideas and you don't have enough time to hire people or you hire lots of people and then you just don't know what to do with them because you've changed your mind. And that can be, that can burn you if you've done it before. Celebrities. So these are the people who are, you know, very outwardly shiny and confident and stars. They love the idea of having a team, an entourage to, you know, do things for them, but they can often really resist hiring because maybe you have similar challenges to me. You hire mini me's, mini celebrities, because they're fun and sexy, but they're not always the best employees or they don't do things for you or they get distracted or you get distracted and you just can't be bothered training them, you know, and it just becomes this vicious cycle where you hire maybe, um, you know, really fun person and then you've got to fire them all and you're the best friends with them. So what are you going to do? Or instead of hiring team, I find that a lot of celebrities Hire, uh, spend money on a flashy mastermind or a sexy photo shoots and not always about building the infrastructure behind the scenes. Okay, so connectors, a similar challenge in, um, in a way of 
being best friends with their team. So a lot of connectors don't feel deserving of support, but when they hire people, have a lot of blurred boundaries, can become BFFs with the team. Um, it can become too like intertwined and then you feel bad about asking them to do things or you don't hire people in the first place because the idea of ever having to fire people just freaks you out so much. Um, and so a lot of connectors stay small, stay doing things themselves because they just don't want to risk the relationships or they hire a bunch of people who actually don't serve them at all. That's, that can be really tricky. Okay, we're going to take a break. And then um, the other four archetypes, I'll tell you what your sabotages are as well. All right, see you in a sec. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a writer and creativity coach. Since discovering I'm a nurturer in the sacred money archetypes, I've been able to shift my business for the good by working better with my personality. Instead of over-delivering to clients, I now value myself by creating good boundaries so I can provide exceptional value without getting burnt out. All right, welcome back to part two. So let's just jump straight in. So if you're a maverick, um, you know, as I said, maverick is my number two. A lot of mavericks can be very impulsive about hiring. And so just like their money, just like a lot of things in their business, it can be very feast or famine. It can be like, oh, I just had a great launch. I'm going to hire all these people. And then you go, oh, crap, there's no money coming. I'm going to fire everybody. And so it can be definitely being this feast or famine um, thing. But I also find that a lot of mavericks are just lone wolves. They want to do things themselves. They want to do things in a very unique way. They don't want to have accountability. They don't want to have a lot of people breathing down their neck or you know, they they like to do things kind of in a, a spontaneous way. So having a team can feel like the opposite of freedom for a lot of mavericks. Um, and and often can be very impatient boss bosses as well. Mavericks have a very fast mind. They think things, you know, very fast. They're very impulsive. And so it can be hard to find a team that can keep up with that. But also um, it's hard to it can be hard to work for someone like that if they're not aware of those behaviors, you know? So that can be a struggle for Mavericks because Mavericks have got really big visions for their business. They really want to help a lot of people, want to make a big difference, but it can be difficult to do it all yourself. And Mavericks have way more energy than most of the other archetypes, but I see a lot of Mavericks really burn themselves out in business because they're just trying to do everything they're fighting fires they're doing it all themselves and that works for a while it works for a while until it spectacularly crashes and burns and that's when people go oh i'm bored now and they and they go so mavericks you can totally learn to hire people but you have to do not do what I do and hire little mini me's right because mavericks don't always make the best employees and I'm not if I hope I don't offend anyone but mavericks how many times have you changed jobs how many times have you impulsively done something else um, I've had over 50 jobs myself because I'm impulsive and I get bored so think about that and you don't always want to hire well it's always about the, the right person for the right job which I'll talk about in a sec nurturers now nurturers can have similar challenges to connectors in that a lot of employees become family. And so I find that sometimes nurturers hire people and they take advantage of them. They take advantage of their good nature. And nurturers will find out that their employees are moonlighting or not doing enough work. And they feel really worried about confronting them because they don't want to confront them. 
um, nurturers often hire family and friends because they feel sorry for them. Or they'll hire someone who's completely ill-suited to the job and keep them on because they feel bad about firing them. So all of those things can combine to a lot of nurturers actually don't get their businesses off the ground because and actually a lot of nurturers stay in jobs um, because they they need that support, but they feel undeserving of the support or they get taken advantage of and they get burnt. So that can be really stressful and you might be nervous about the commitment as well, paying the money and then, oh my God, what if I have to fire people? Worried about getting it wrong, which is you know similar to some of the other archetypes have that too. But for nurturers, that can be really hard because most nurturers have examples in the past where they have been taken advantage of. So you've got to, you know, you've got to heal that so you can then feel like you're worthy of support. So romantics, romantics are the archetypes that are, you know, all about pleasure and living their life in the moment and, you know, loving life. And so actually romantics can be like, feel deserving of support. Like I, yep, everyone should serve me. Yes, I love the idea of hiring, but don't always get around to doing it because they lose interest in the process. You know, it doesn't feel fun or they don't want to hire people who don't feel fun or like some of the other archetypes, they don't want that lack of freedom and having someone like be their boss or having to get, get you know, get things for employees or train them. It just feels way too hard. It feels restrictive. It feels boring. And you also might hire other fun, creative people like you instead of realizing you're the fun, creative one and you can hire a team to help you support that and to make your life easier. Um, And then the ruler. As I said, I'm the ruler. Rulers are often too busy to hire. You hear this saying, it's just quicker to do it myself. I'm too busy. I just have to get through this next launch, then I'll hire. And no. So a lot of rulers are just like living in this CEO world where it's chief everything officer. You're doing all the things, doing all the hats, running multiple businesses all at once, all trying to do it yourself, or you burn through team members because people just can't keep up. Um, Rulers can also be micromanagers as well. And um, yeah, just can can be really tricky to let go of control because you can do it better than anyone else and you totally can. So which one of those is your hiring challenge? And maybe there's more. There's definitely multiple layers and nuances. And this is the sort of thing we cover in the SMA course is the multiple layers behind that and how all the combinations work. But you really do have to be able to shift those beliefs to be able to give yourself permission to hire. And you can see that every archetype has to give themselves permission in a different way. You might have to give yourself permission to spend the money, even though maybe you can't see the return just yet. Maybe you have to free up some time and energy so you can have some creative thinking time. Maybe you have to give up something that you're kind of good at, but it's not your passion. Maybe you have to give up control or relax your standards a little bit just for a little while, or maybe you just can't be bothered, or maybe you're too busy. There's so many things around that. So you have to really look and challenge those beliefs. Your belief, it might be, it's cheaper to do it myself. Is it? It's quicker to do it myself. Is it in the long run? It's easier to do it myself. Is it? (laughs) Or, uh, you know, I'm really bad at hiring people. Are you? I'm a really bad boss. Are you though? You know, you can really challenge and learn about these things for yourself and, and really get clear on the opportunity cost. You know, what is it costing me at the moment by not hiring people, by not future-proofing my business, by not working my zone of genius, by not having time off? It could be impacting your relationship. I know when I've been really busy, like 
and Mark works in the business, my husband, oh my God, our relationship just gets put on the back burner. And so I've had to learn to receive help in the areas that I'm not good at or um, that I shouldn't be doing in my business so I can take the weekends off and spend time with my family. I had to hire a community manager into my bootcamp group. I've got three community managers actually now because otherwise I was there 24-7 helping people because that's part of my personality. I have to be the one or it doesn't count. I have to work really hard or it doesn't count. The opportunity cost for that for me was I was getting resentful of people. And I had to work every weekend, you know. And so the best way to leverage your energy, leverage your time, leveraging your um, expenses that you have to spend in the business is to find those gaps and admit some of your weaknesses. And if you've read the book, The Big Leap, oh, sorry, um, is it The Big Leap? Yeah, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. He talks about your zone of genius. And there's a fine line between your zone of excellence and your zone of genius. I'm, I'm excellent at a lot of things. And this is true for a lot of rulers, a lot of mavericks. We're jack of all trades. Um, We can fluke our way into almost anything. I'm good at a lot of things. But really that fine line between things that you're good at, excellent at, and that zone of genius, is it's a really fine line sometimes. And it's not always the best use of your time to do everything. Okay, so really think about what that opportunity cost is for you in maybe the growth of your business, peace of mind, time off. Um, you know, you could be putting a limit on the growth of your business or the amount of people that you can help because you just don't have that help. Okay, so um, you can start then to look at it. And this is where we go really in depth in the SMA course, by the way. And if you're interested in coming to join us, go to denisedt.com slash SMA, S for sacred money archetypes, SMA. Um, And you can find out what all the bonuses are and and what's in the course. But for the team part of that, we look at where are your gaps? Do you have a gap in strategy and planning, big picture thinking? Do you have a gap in creativity, in innovation, in magic, in um, uniqueness in your business? Do you have a gap in standing out, in branding? Do you have a gap in people or systems? Um, And you can really look at where are your gaps and who do you need to fill? So a really good example of this, because we're running out of time on this right now, is that um, I looked at my business and I went, okay, I'm a big picture person. I'm a strategy person. I'm, you know, all about work and achievement and whatever. And so is Mark. And so what we were really missing in our business was some of that connector nurture energy, and that patience to listen to people and help them. And this is where I really struggled doing my own customer service in the first couple of years of my business because I'd be like, oh, uh, just do the thing. Like, oh, and I just didn't have that empathy that, that connectors and nurturers naturally have. So once I realized that this was a massive gap, that's when I started hiring um, and bringing those people in to fill that gap that I have. In, in my business where it, it drains me, frankly, to uh, like help people solve customer service problems. You know, I've only got so much limited patience for it. And that's not bad. It just means you can't be everything to everyone. Okay. So I started to bring in uh, community and customer care. I gave my customer service people a budget to be able to send flowers to people randomly in our money bootcamp group. I um, hired more accumulators to help me put together some what I've considered a bit boring systems 
and to help me manage my money better. And I would then hire coaches who had similar ruler energy to me. So then we could, you know, brainstorm the bigger picture. All of those things were really interesting to see where I was trying to be everything to everyone and really exhausting myself and how other people could help me do it easier and and really then serve our clients much better too. So really quickly, like you could hire um, rulers and mavericks if you need a big vision for your business, if you want to achieve big goals, if you want to think bigger. You could hire um, more creative archetypes if you need some inspiration. So you could hire alchemists for that. If you want to um, create more pleasure in your life, make your business more beautiful, you might hire a, a romantic or a celebrity. You know, if you want to bring people together, you might hire connectors, create valuable partnerships. There's so many different people that you can hire to plug in those gaps that you have so you don't have to be everything to everyone. And we're looking for balance. So you can see then when I said right at the top of this um, podcast episode, when people say, who should I hire first? Can you see how that's just not the best question to ask? Because I would answer that and go, well, for me, the best hire for me was a customer service assistant. And you might go, oh, I have to hire a customer service assistant. But I'm saying that because I don't have a lot of connect and nurture energy. I'm a maverick. I'm a ruler maverick. So that was really important for me. My second hire was a bookkeeper because I really struggle with the systems of money. If you're an accumulator, you might go, I love doing my own bookkeeping. That might be the last thing that you let go of. And everyone has something that they don't want to let go of. And that's okay. You know, like I've got, you know, a multi-million dollar business. There's still things that I do myself that I probably, someone else looking at it would go, why are you doing that? Hire that out. And it's because I love it or it's easy for me or it's just something that's important to me to do. And so you might have had a similar experience where a business coach or a strategist or someone said, this is who you need to hire. And it didn't feel right to you. So you've got to look at it through your own lens and look at it from what your gaps are. And that's absolutely something that I can help you with in the course if you're interested. And I, I hope you are because I love it and I really want to help you with this. And, um, and that's at denisedt.com slash SMA to find your gaps. Okay, so this has been a long episode, but hopefully it's inspired you. And of course, I always want to hear from you and tell me your smahas around this, you know, so hit me up, you can DM me or you can, you know, do a post about it, whatever, tag me, Denise DT, at Denise DT. And there's no, there's no right or wrong on this. It's all about personality. It's all about strengths and being okay with your gaps. It really is. Okay, I've just got one final thought for you right after this final break. I'll see you in a second. Hi, my name is Mattia Murray. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm a life coach and composer on the East Coast of the United States. I read Chillpreneur around the time I joined Money Bootcamp early in 2021. It gave me the big breakthrough that it's okay for me to make money doing what I love and have it be easy and fun, even though I'm disabled and trans and grew up with a lot of stories of struggle. Since reading Denise's books and absorbing some of her other teachings, I'm taking rest when I need it and have quadrupled my income. I highly recommend Denise's lovely vulnerability and zest that she brings to all of her work. She really makes me feel welcome and empowered. Okay, welcome back. And you might have been a bit 
in this episode thinking, oh God, but I don't know where to start, Denise. And I am scared about hiring and I have had these bad experiences. So I just want you to maybe spend a few minutes just forgiving yourself for that because hiring people and dealing with other humans is one of the scariest things we can do in business because we're playing with people's emotions. Sometimes we're playing with their livelihood and you know, it can be really a big responsibility bringing someone into your business. And so my final thought on this too is remember, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to go and hire someone full time to be able to get the benefits of hiring out your weaknesses. You can just hire someone as a contractor. You can find a piece of software that might help you with that. You could have a VIP day with somebody and just get that information that you need. Not, you do not have to be have a big team. And I don't, as I said. A lot of the people I work with, they might be contractors. They might be someone I bring in for a couple of months. It's not all or nothing. You can't get this wrong. Um, and you know what? Sarah Blakely had a really quote, great quote about this. And she just said, "My, uh, the smartest thing I ever did was hire my weaknesses. And that can just take a little bit of introspection sometimes and it's just one at a time okay you don't have to do you don't have to do it go full out okay start small start with the easiest things first start with what will either save you stress or save you money or expand your business. Just pick one of those things. And of course, I'm absolutely here to help you as well. So definitely send me a DM. Tell me what your thoughts are about this. And um, I will see you on another episode of Chill and Prosper. All right. You can do it. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.